guys, this is Destiny. And this is Isley. And welcome to Product Junkie, the podcast. So, alright, it's, let's be real. It's been a whole lot going on in our America, if you will. It's been a lot to take in. I'm sure, for lack of better terms, it's been stressful in ways that you may or may not have been able to acknowledge just in your personal life. But Isla and I just wanted to come and just kind of talk about how we're dealing and hopefully be able to help you navigate how to deal and move forward just to make sure that you're staying healthy during this time. Because obviously nothing is directly affecting our lives in an immediate fashion, but the stress is there. So we definitely want to make sure at the end of the day, we still remain our priorities and so forth. So, Isley, like, how are you? Like, how are, how are you dealing with things? What's been your reaction? Where were you when you found out? Um, well, the better part of last week, I was actually in New Orleans at a family reunion. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, um, and it's interesting because New Orleans is, well, it's in the South, of course, but it's also one of those places, like, even your larger cities in like Alabama, Mississippi, where there's very, there's still like a huge amount of racial tension. Yeah, like even in ways yeah. that I don't experience every, certainly not everywhere in Dallas, right, you right. know? Um, so especially we're a black family. So it, you know, prompted a lot of conversation around everything. And then um, when the young lady passed away, like just, and then Trump's remarks and yeah. everything. So I was in New Orleans last week at what was otherwise a fun Right. Series of events. What about you? So I was, I don't know what I was doing during the day. Something that should have probably been work. But then I get home and I was exhausted. So it was like, like clothes on the floor. I don't just, nobody talked to me for about 10 minutes. And I get a text message from my friend. She was like, and then I get home and I see this junk. So I'm like, what is she talking about? So I put it on CNN and I see that something had happened. And actually I remember seeing headlines and wherever I was earlier that day, and I didn't really pay attention to it. But then once I had a chance to actually watch, I was like, oh crap, like, wow. And I wasn't as um, taken aback by it. And I hate to say it only because like one person died, mm -hmm. but I was kind of taken aback by the idea that the president did not respond until provoked and then his first comments obviously were like okay like well we knew you were probably going to say something like that but then to to then go and when somebody actually gave you something to read you you said what you need to say but you have such lack of self-control that you can't help it and you literally let go of whatever tact and and president you said in your last speech I don't even know if you would call that president but then it's just it's just the the persistence of his immaturity the persistence of his ego that is ruining the morale of our country because we need for lack of better terms it's like when your parents aren't good you begin to feel it as a mm -hmm. child and I feel like our parents aren't good right now and as a country, as millions and millions of people, we feel that and we don't know how to respond. And at the end of the day, like it's causing people to react in these sort of ways and to have us act out 
in ways that we're not ready to deal with. And I've always said like Trump has Trump's platform has forced us to peel back all these band-aids to realize that these wounds have not healed. And because we're we're in it and we have to deal with it, we're still navigating a lot of stuff that we thought we were over. But in terms of like dealing with it, it's it's been tough. It's been t a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. I feel like the toughest part about it is that people, so like the neo-Nazis, the, the racists, not the alt-right, like neo-Nazis, the racists, alt-right, whatever, um, white nationalists, whatever your preferred term is. I think the toughest part is that like, you don't know who is a sympathizer, like, and who isn't, you know? Mm -hmm. So where you may want to kind of just, like, exhale around, right. like... Yes. Even around, like, a group of what might be your friends or yeah. a place where you think is safe. Or even casually mention, like, usually, you know, around people you know, you might even casually mention, oh, my God, have you seen all that stuff on the news? Yeah. But, like, there's no guarantee that someone won't be like, but you guys have to remember they had a permit. Or, like, you know, yeah. like, there's no guarantee yeah. or that rhetoric about, you know, both sides have done each other harm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen uh, the news report on Vice News that they did on Monday? Mm -mm. So I, I love Vice News because they offer a very explicit and unbiased opinion. And I, I, well, it's not really an opinion, but they allow who they're reporting on, whatever it may be, express themselves. Mm -hmm. So your words are the news that they report. They don't go and like misconstrue or frame it in a certain way. And so on Monday, obviously like it was a tragic day for our country. So they did things a little different and just reported what they saw. And they were with the neo-Nazis that Friday. Mm -hmm. And they're doing interviews and allowing them to just kind of say how they're feeling, why they're out here, why, they're ha why they have weapons why they're the why they're doing what they're doing and of course it's very charged it's very racially charged it's very um aggressive and then the day comes and the day they had because you know they're following these people they're following the march they had a camera set up at the end of the street where the car like ran into they had one on the street that it passed on its way like in in i guess while i was speeding past and a like drone footage so you had these three camera angles and they showed all three in, in real time and it was so disturbing to watch bodies actually flying and then watching the people's reaction because they're just so taken aback like they they weren't doing anything but just marching like wherever the fights were taking place it's very clear that it wasn't happening right there. Right. But this guy just felt um, empowered to go and charge this group. So just watching it, I, was like, I just immediately fell into tears because everybody was so upset. They're like, we're not doing anything right now. We're not doing anything to hurt anybody. And this guy killed somebody. And it wasn't just like, they weren't getting just like one person's point of view. They asked, like, they got responses from several different people. And just the reaction was... I remember seeing this girl who was just, you would have thought it was her mother who died. Her reaction, she didn't even know the girl. But she was just so upset by this man who's, who wants to hurt people because they don't agree with his opinions. 
Uh, it was hard to watch it, but if you get a chance, you know, make sure you go on Vice News. I'm certain that it's on their website, and you can watch this report. It was from Monday night. I don't know what day that was. The 12th. I don't. I don't. I don't even know what today is. <laughs> but it, it was. It was very hard to watch, but it was very sympathizing because at the end of the day, no matter what your opinion is, we're humans first. And so, what was so interesting is the guy who was doing a lot of the talking for the neo Nazis came off as a for lack of better terms just full-on butthole like not it, it was pretty bad the way he sounded mm-hmm. and again these are his words so the lady interviewing him was literally she probably asked like two questions and he just goes off i think i may have seen a clip of him but what? not the entire news segment well he probably said something about like i don't know what did he say um was talking about the like like um he kind of said like the driver wasn't really driving into people yes, they were they were running into car. exactly yeah. things like that like um like are you kidding me <laughs> right <laughs> but he uh, yeah, i heard that sorry he um yeah that's him yeah but he, <laughs> and so he does this video and it was so funny because anderson cooper just became my favorite person ever he records this video or he's just in full out tears. His face is flushed. And he's like, I don't know what to do. You know, everybody keeps calling me. People keep saying these, like, terrible things to me. And this and the third. Like, but you said that stuff. Like, those are your words. He even said, um, if if this is, you know, like, if we're on the same page about the video. He even said in the interview with the woman that he is prepared to commit violence like mm-hmm. he's in the gym mm-hmm. and he's do he's making mm-hmm. efforts to make himself more prepared yep. to engage in violence yep. um and then in the video where he's crying he's crying because he's fearing that people are prepared to engage him in violence you started it that's <laughs> how i feel you started it so now you have to deal with the consequences of your actions and i think for lack of better terms and please if you're listening to this please don't take this as a um any sort of offense but i think that's what um a lot of people are having a hard time dealing with is well certain demographics not even certain demographics all demographics but especially like when it comes to like white males they're having a hard time taking responsibility for not well yeah for their actions and even though they're taking on the actions of their ancestors but that feel like they're not no one's been able to call them on stuff or they just haven't been called on certain isms just like all of us has that one uncle who Black better terms is crazy, mm-hmm. and we probably just don't say anything about it. And I mm-hmm. think this is like a very hard time for I don't want to say just white males, but just like people and being called out on stuff. And this man was in this situation where he felt very charged, he felt very empowered by what he was doing, and thought he was doing the right thing. But you can't say that. And now that people are calling you on your stuff, you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, and. And white people in general, but in particular white males, have lived... I don't even want to say in America, because I think you and I have both traveled enough to know that... Oh, girl. <laughs> you know, because I, I hate when people say, like, the state of things in America. I think... Oh, because it's so... We're the, we're the people who are talking <laughs> exactly. about it. Exactly. We, we've Sorry, come to... Girl, don't get me started. My blood started simmering. We've come to a head somewhat publicly, but, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But anywho, so I, I think, though, that they have... 
like we've created a society where like their skin is their salvation because to honestly even think that like you can threaten violence to someone else and to literally be like he was stunned like that like that's yeah. part of his tears where yeah. he didn't imagine that sort of backlash that this yeah, yeah that i guess that people would dare yeah which is so you know it's bizarre because yeah. it's like yeah <laughs> but but they live in a world where especially the white nationalists like these particular people who chose to take these actions feel as though like they've even described it life as they know it is being encroached upon but they see that as like a mm -hmm. bad thing as like they threat. don't understand that life yeah. as you know know it was oppressive to other people mm -hmm. yeah yep that's exactly it uh so one last thing before we transition if you get a chance, please, you can go and see just his speech, but watching the full episode is really good. So Blackish is my favorite show on television because it, it navigates, for me, it navigates conversations of a black family because a lot of times, let's be real, black families can't just be black in their own respects like they probably were a few years ago. Like we're in a very interracial society and you can't just polarize yourself anymore. And so, you're dealing with this man and this woman who's biracial and they have these kids that are very privileged if you will so again it's navigating these conversations so they do an episode on their reaction to the election and so they go back and forth and they talk about a lot of just stuff like within the family with their kids and then Dre the father at his office and so at the office like everybody's really upset like there are a few people who are like yeah you know I voted for Trump this is great but then most people are like oh we can't work we got to put this project off because you know we're too upset we'll get to it the next day and so they have this very real conversation where they want like who's voting for him like how would, how would anybody vote for them now they have like the older white guy they have the young white guy they have Dre who represents the black people and then Dre's friend who represents like stereotypical black people and then like the young black dude they have um Wanda Sykes who of course represents black women and then like a white woman so very like wide range of, of perspectives is Wanda Sykes queer in blackish I'm gonna go with yes but okay. they have because I know she's in her life I just you know. yeah but they, she hasn't they haven't said anything specifically well she hasn't said anything. anyways it's really interesting no, I was just character. wondering for the sake of yeah yeah, yeah. Because I would, I, would, I would have expected her to, but they don't say anything about it, mm -hmm. or her character doesn't. So uh, there comes a time when they say, well, who's voting for him? And the white woman says, I voted for Trump. And everybody's like, <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, my gosh, how could you? So she's like, like, like in all honesty, like she, first she says, like, well, you know, I'm a white woman, so we all hate each other. <laughs> and then she goes on to say how... Uh, Hillary Clinton to white women is like Ben Carson to black people. I'm like... Which, I know the yeah. show did that, but statistically, educated white women voted for Hillary. So, right. like, educated white women did not vote for Trump, even though, right. as it shook out, the majority of white women did. And it was still a small... A majority is a majority, yeah. but it was, yeah. in, it was in the 50s. So, you know... Oh, I didn't know that. It, yeah, it wasn't an overwhelming... Now, they played that up to be, though. They did. Now viewers or listeners do not go back and quote me but i know for a fact it was not an overwhelming majority yeah. of white women yeah and an actual majority still not overwhelming but a majority of educated white women voted for hillary mm -hmm. so that is the narrative yeah but it's not completely accurate or analogous to ben carson because yeah 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 because <laughs> if ben carson runs i'm like f that dude 
Oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off. I just, it's a thing that, I'm sorry, but go ahead. Continue with the. But, so it was, it was really funny just to hear that. Cause you know, here it is. I'm thinking like, you know, I surround myself with good people and I, I, you know, don't just hang out with one demographic, I guess. But like to hear her say that was very interesting. Cause it's like. I get that. It really resonated with me. So anyways, then the older white dude, I don't, I should probably learn their names. I don't know anybody in that office name. They said, he said something to Dre because Dre was very persistent about them getting this project done. So the older white dude called him out on it. He was like, how can you? Like, we're upset. We're, we don't know what's going to happen with our country. We're this, we're that. And then Dre goes off on this tangent. Now the show historically has a lot of, um, educational tangents like they explain colorism in the black community once they explain a lot of just like isms of why black people act the way they do or why it's you know certain mm-hmm. things right just to help not just white people understand but to help black people understand help mm-hmm. everybody understand why why they are the way why we are the way we are so then dre goes off on this tangent of like how dare you tell me that i'm not upset and then explains how every time black people have voted we knew the hood wasn't going to get better but we had to have this level of unwavering hope just to get through life in a sense and just the way he poses the the his words and how he goes about it not only was like some of the characters in the room in tears and I couldn't tell if they were real tears or not, but like I just started crying. Like, mm-hmm. wow, like, that's such a real sentiment, especially as you were saying, I've had conversations with black people in other countries and their sentiments about not just America, but black people in America is frustrating because at the end of the day, Dre says, I love this country and probably more than you do because you have to love something a whole lot when it treats you like shit but you still hang in there because you know that there's still a better outcome in right. the future. And like, not, not for nothing. I know that if I was in a different country, I'm not going to have the same life that I have here. Yeah. I'm not going to have the ability to dream. I'm not going to be able to have my own show like I have right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to be able to have those same liberties. Otherwise they're going to come at some sort of expense. So when he said what he said, and you can actually go on YouTube and find just his speech, but it's so powerful. And it's like, I, I need to put this on somebody's satellite in space so that the whole world can hear it because it's so true. And I don't know, I don't know who wrote it. Like what, I don't know which writer wrote it, but it was so good. And I, I could honestly say I can speak for black educated folks and say, this is exactly our sentiment right now. So yeah, go check that out. YouTube, Boca Dre from Blackish response to Trump's election, something or another. I don't know. Yeah. So how are you taking care of yourself? Like, what are you doing to like either engage, disengage, make sure at the end of the day, Isley is in a good space? For me, it's like disengaging uh-huh. because I tend to get so like passionate about certain things mm-hmm. and it really bothered me I was even the other day I was with friends and um and we were talking about Charlottesville or whatever and we mentioned one of our friends who was like in the next room or whatever who um and I was like I can only imagine what his opinion on all of this oh is <laughs> and, and, you called it. and yeah and so like one of us like go get him and I was like I can't <laughs> like, I can't do it you know yeah. but for me that's really what it is even disengagement to the point of like um, 
not looking at or like only looking at like certain sound bites of the news i haven't even been on twitter as much lately because i mean i design my own twitter feed as we all do right. but but it's it's to the point now where like every time i look then i find out something something else you know and yeah. you can't not like want to participate even to the point of like a retweet but i still don't even want to like flood my followers mm-hmm. with you know so mm-hmm. I, I i just have to disengage for me yeah I'd, I'd almost say I'm the opposite in a sense. I, I engage, but I monitor how much I'm engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll engage to stay knowledgeable, but then I'll also fall back quite a bit and make sure that I'm spending time or really investing into my relationships. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if nothing goes well, I know I still have my family. I still have my friendships. And... I want to make sure that not just me, but I want to make sure that my parents, my parents, my mom is okay, that my brother and his family are okay, that the kids are okay, that we're having a conversation about what's going on and how they feel about it as teenagers in this country. Like, are they hopeful? Are they discouraged? Like, monitor their language to make sure that Mm -hmm. they're not like, oh, well, all white people this or all black people that. Like, no. Mm -hmm. Make sure that we're appropriate. But then, again... I just want to make sure that I'm taking time to just wholeheartedly feel and and engage and be present. Um, Auntie Oprah has this podcast that is gotten my entire life, and she the first episode is about just being fully present. And I've, I know for a fact, as of this past year, I probably haven't been fully present at all just trying to deal with work. Mm-hmm. Even when we do the show sometimes, I'm just like, okay, what do I need to do? I need to do this. I need to do that. Let me start making a list so this way I can make sure I get it done. Well, I've just taken time to, like, put everything to the side and just be present. When I ask how a person is, like, I'm genuinely asking, how are you? Because it's hard, you know? It's so, like, literally everywhere you turn, it's something. But I, at the end of the day, I can't. I can't engage too much, but really investing in relationships. I think I'm going to take that as advice nice. and start to do that. Nice. I like that. So, uh, I don't want to end on that note. Anything happy happening in your life or just in general in the world? Um, so... Insecure is in its second season, which I don't watch Insecure because I don't have I don't have I don't have access to it, but I watch reviews on YouTube of people who <laughs> review Insecure and I watch like interviews with the cast and like buzz about it because sure. that's my sure. access to it because um sure yeah, I'm not paying for HBO but <laughs> but so yeah so insecure is back on and Yes, which is exciting. But I have to admit after this last episode, I'm like, are we about to go down, like, the Shonda Rhimes rabbit hole where things are just, like, ridiculously dramatic? And now I'm just like, am I watching a soap opera or am I watching Insecure? Those moments on adult dramas or I don't even know. I guess this isn't a... I guess. Whatever this kind of... Whatever adult shows that aren't, like, Law & Order where their cycle lasts only through one episode. Yeah. Adult shows... They all have that point, and I don't, yeah. as a rule, like watch a lot of them because they get too much Just for drama. Me. Yeah, and I'm like, I like we were doing so good. I do like how Issa 
still engages her audience that started watching her from her web series mm-hmm. of like the misadventures of the awkward black girl. She's, she's, she still has these very awkward moments in mm-hmm. the show, which are still like, oh my God, that's so me. Ah. But when you throw in all the drama stuff, I'm like, oh wait, I don't, okay, I'll give it one more episode. Yeah. I will say people who I watch reviews or, or people who I know watch it um, find that well, black people that I know watch it, because I do know people from other races who watch it, but always talk about, like, how cathartic it is to see yourself on TV, yeah. especially, like, a young black professional or whatever. Um, in the way that, that I know a lot of people describe blackish as being cathartic for some of the same mm-hmm. reasons and then also some, you know, different mm-hmm. reasons. I think they kind of touch on different things. But um, that's the reason why it's not as cathartic for me, though, like, I celebrate it, and as much as, po- as, much as I'm able to, yeah. I do try to show that it's in demand, because if I watch reviews for it, that does show if reviews are in demand, then the show mm-hmm. is, you know, even though mm-hmm. I don't have a TV. So I try to, like, support in ways that I can, but shows like that, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, I know that they're important, but for me, it's not cathartic, because I don't see myself, like, I only see yeah. my blackness or having yeah. been educated yeah. in... in, in yeah, and those characters. Yeah, but but yeah, but I know that it is for a lot of people. So I'm yeah, I'm for it's it's thriving, or I'm for it. You yeah, know, it's success. But and I, and I totally get that it is kind of cathartic because I don't. I can honestly say until until maybe those two shows. But even then, I don't identify with a lot of the characters on Blackish. Mm-hmm. Maybe with some of Dre's isms, but I also identify them as oh that's my brother (laughs) like that is my brother and his family especially like to the t the oldest daughter acts like my niece the oldest son acts like my nephew like they it's Mm -hmm. a lot of connections there but i can honestly say with insecure this is the first time i've been able to like point to a television and say oh my i know exactly what she's about to say i know oh because i already did that too i get it like i i get why Issa cheated on Mm -hmm. what's her boyfriend's name Lawrence. Lawrence. Wow. I, like, I get it. I get it. But I'm also really upset with Issa because, like, lady, like, you are a woman. You are a black woman at that. Like, you've got more control than you think. Yeah. And you should have got it out. You should have taken that pause from that relationship a long time ago. If yeah. you were frustrated, he was frustrated. I know, like, Lawrence kind of, like, defends his character in terms of him going through depression, which I never really thought about until I heard him say it. Mm-hmm. But... If it's depression, again, maybe the relationship shouldn't have worked. Because if she's not doing anything to help you get out of that, right? cut it out. Like, you guys got to go. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. But also, if you are in a relationship and you're invested in the relationship and you want it to work, how do you help somebody in their depression? Even in just, like, real life. I think you suggest that they go to therapy, like, yeah. alone. And then if they want to go with you, they can go with you. But, True. I think, but I know that, like, suggesting someone goes to therapy is, like... Oh, it's like an insult? Yes. I'm totally for therapy. I think that every single person on this earth probably could use therapy at Mm -hmm. some point in their life. Whether Mm -hmm. or not you've done fine and you're 70 and you've never been. But, like, at some point, like, it could have helped all of us. You know, even if you only went for a couple sessions or just one. Yeah. So I think that's the talk. Like, you talk about inviting a professional if it's if you suspect that it's real depression and not just I'm unsatisfied with my lack of career success or something like that. Hmm. I've thought about doing therapy. Have you ever done therapy? I have. Yeah. I did it in college. How was it? It was good. Okay. Like, it, it really was, it was good for me. And I, and I come from a family where um, mental illness is 
very present. Mm -hmm. So I think me and my sister now are at the point where we kind of realize like it's really important to be on top of that, especially for okay. ourselves, like knowing that like we kind of have a predisposition to certain things. Okay. But also when we look at um, certain things that I guess triggered exasperation or the presentation of a mental illness in certain in our family members and you look at older black people and how their lives were mm -hmm. you know and in the times that they live and especially you know not well off um uneducated and how that contributes how those kinds of stressors contribute to like the exasperation of mental illness mm -hmm. um and while we're not in that time but we we everyone experiences stressors so i do think it's important to if you feel like maybe i should go to therapy then like just go for a session if you yeah. can you know afford it yeah. and if you can't um, do some, like, some Googling. Like, there are a lot of places that offer free and discounted therapy. Like, genuinely be willing to hear what's going on with other people. And then, to the extent yeah. that you've built rapport with someone, be willing to be open about what's going on with you. Even if yeah. it seems, like, ridiculous or you're worried, like, oh, they're going to think I'm crazy if they find out that I was thinking this. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Uh, well, on that note, I think we're okay. Mm -hmm. We're good. Well, thank you guys for listening. Isley, where do we find you? At Isley on Twitter and especially Instagram. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm starting a YouTube channel soon. So I'll be Isley, I-S-E-L-E-E -E, on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, my gosh. I love your little name thing that you put on your page, your uh, oh, Instagram like, page. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think my name's too long. <laughs> I think my name's too long. I'm just going to I'm let her have that. That's great. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Texas Beauty, the number 10, and on Instagram and Twitter at RealtorDL Sykes. If you have any real estate questions, if you know anybody looking to buy a house, sell a house, call me. God has been good. I don't know if I said that earlier, but I've not made one single, hey, are you looking to blah, blah, blah. Like, business has just been coming to me, which I can totally, like, hey, I hear you guys. Thank you. I promise I'm going to uh, get back in church. <laughs> but no like God's been really good we've been I've been able to like re-engage and re-establish my relationship so it's been really awesome good so. and then you know hit us up we've got a product junkie podcast at gmail.com if you got some questions about life we definitely want to know how you are taking care of yourself during this god awful time of life but you know God is good so he's still looking out for us solar eclipse is coming up um, make sure you go check it out. I don't know what I'm going to do about glasses. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. Thank you. Bye.